the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's 10 o'clock on this Thursday morning, the 21st morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks for being with us. Thanks again to Ronald Zarnecki. It's going to be a great event on Saturday. Hope to see you there. All right, I want to bring back to our program now our special Thursday guest. Uh, he is uh, becoming a regular on this program, which is, of course, to our great benefit and uh, uh, to whom we owe a lot of appreciation, Dr. Everett Piper. He is the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, the author of Not a Daycare. Good to have you back after a week absence. A week's absence, doctor. How are you? I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks for giving me a break. I had to conduct board meetings at the university last week, and you were gracious to give me a vacation. I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, considering how highly we pay you, I think you can kind of name your own vacation time. (laughs) Hey, you get get paid what you're worth, right? (laughs) Well, not in this case, that's for sure. Uh, Dr. Piper, um, speaking of getting paid, uh, it's kind of a a great segue, actually, we stumbled into, uh, because we're talking about paying professors and university presidents and and all of those who uh, make an awful lot of money in various circumstances uh, uh, at the collegiate level. And, of course, uh, I want to bring up a couple of issues. Number one, we found uh, most recently, and I think the numbers have been kind of trending this way, so it's not too much of a terrible surprise here, but um, student loan is becoming completely unmanageable for college students in America with one $1.5 trillion right now, creating a bit of a student loan debt bubble. Um, And there is uh, a lot of talk at the federal government level, and I don't know how much talk at the university level about how to handle that, because more and more students are graduating and going into professions or jobs that uh, pay a fraction of what they need just to pay off their student loan debt, let alone get their lives started and buy the things that they need, uh, you know, to start families and so on. So let's talk about the cost of higher education, and let's talk about the way to manage that as it pertains to getting money in students' hands to get there. Why is, um, you know, the debt so huge, and why is it that the inflation, the cost of an education at the higher levels, uh, has gone up so much more dramatically than the cost of uh, inflation or the uh, that inflation has risen over the same period of time? Well, let me set the context. First okay. of all, I agree completely with the critical review of higher education. Uh, and not just higher education, education in general, K-12, through as well as colleges and universities. I have argued for years that our educational establishment is a morally bankrupt and intellectually bankrupt enterprise and that parents should stop paying for this nonsense. Why in the world would you pay to have your kids indoctrinated with a worldview and an ideology that is exactly contrary to what you're trying to teach them in the home? And until we stop doing this, you are going to see this ideological cancer prevail within our culture. You shouldn't be surprised when you send your kid off to a university that disagrees with you on everything to find a child that comes home on Thanksgiving that is totally different than the one you raised. Point number one. Now let's get to your question of cost. Um, Let's assume that you find a school that actually agrees with your biblical worldview, a conservative worldview, a a worldview that is consistent with a free republic and a constitutional republic, and you're going to pay for that. It will be expensive. 
because colleges and universities have always been expensive. However, don't paint everybody with a black brush. There are universities that pride themselves on building these palatial Taj Mahal campuses that are hugely expensive and paying their faculty and staff exorbitant uh, salaries, and you will pay for that. There are other universities that actually keep their costs under control. So don't paint everybody with a black brush. That's one point I would make very clear. You hear that uh, the president of XYZ University is making $500,000, $600,000, a million dollars a year. That doesn't mean that's what I make. So do your homework and make sure that you've got the facts before you jump to a negative conclusion. Um, I'll pause there. I'll, I'll let you redirect. Okay, no, first of all, um, to, to the point about the palatial campuses and buildings and so on and so forth in the exorbitant salaries, you're 100% right. Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering, and since you're in this position as university president, although one that is a bit different than that because you don't model Oklahoma Wesley in that way, it would appear to me, um, do universities need to offer those kinds of salaries in order to get the best professors? Aside from the ideological indoctrination that you referenced in the opening of your comments, um, there is there a real serious competition among universities and institutions of higher learning to get the right professors in order to provide the most elite or the most um, uh, appropriate uh, type of uh, education possible for the for the cost? Uh, you know. To some extent, but let me, uh, I'll just share some facts here. The faculty at Oklahoma Wesleyan University have been ranked by CBS News Money Watch for three consecutive years on a website called RateMyProfessor.com, where every university student in the nation can go to this website and rank their professors, good, bad, or indifferent. Hundreds of thousands of students do. Hundreds of thousands of students do go to that site and rate their professor's performance. Oklahoma Wesleyan is ranked number one. Number one in the nation. Dartmouth, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, you go through the list of schools, Oklahoma Wesleyan, small little Oklahoma Wesleyan in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, was ranked number one. Now, my faculty make, oh, depends on their rank and their status and their tenure in terms of the years served, probably fifty-five to 85000 a year. Okay? Does that surprise everybody? Um, it should, because that's not an unreasonable salary for a person who has gone out and got a doctorate, a terminal degree in the profession, and they're willing to teach for fifty-five, sixty-five, seventy-five thousand dollars a year. So be aware that these faculty are not getting rich off of this, but yet they're ranked number one in the nation. So now, that's, impo- that's important to note. If I may, if I may, before you continue, that was the reason I asked the question. Do they have any justification for charging what they charge and paying what they pay? Are they getting the very best professors in the world at the uh, you know the elite institutions, the highest cost institutions that we're talking about that have led to this massive amount of student loan debt that students have to take out? And you're essentially saying no, you don't have to pay or overpay you know several hundred thousands of dollars a year for the best professors if you do it the right way, which apparently you're doing. No, you don't. And in fact, I would argue if you have to pay 150000 a year, 200000 a year to get a professor to come to your campus, he's teaching for the wrong reason. You don't have to pay a pastor that kind of money to get a good pastor. It's because he's doing it for other reasons than money. And likewise, good teachers and good faculty, they should be paid fairly, but the good ones do it because they love their discipline, they love the truth, they love their worldview, and they love their students. That's the kind of education you should be looking for, not someone who's in it for the money. Now, 
it does cost $35,000 a year to go to Oklahoma Wesleyan University. That's all in. Room, board, tuition, and books. People right. are choking. Why? Well, I discount back to you Oklahoma Wesleyan scholarship money on average 40%. So decrease that cost by 40% because I'm going to give on average back to you, the student, that amount of money in scholarships depending on your prowess in athletics, in academics, in service, in leadership. So you've got to look at the total cost. The students that graduate from Oklahoma Wesleyan, on average, have debt about equal to buying a Toyota Corolla when they graduate from here. So you need to ask the question to get a biblical worldview, a a worldview in capitalism, free enterprise, constitutional liberty, a worldview that teaches you the founding documents of this institution and why it's necessary to be a free people and a free republic, free within the body of Christ. Is it worth having a debt equal to going and buying a new car? Is it equal to that? Is it as good as that? You need to ask that question. Now, if you're going out and incurring debt that teaches you the exact opposite, I'd say, are you out of your mind? Why are you doing that? Dr. Dr. Ever Piper is our guest, president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. So what you're describing, uh, describing in Oklahoma Wesleyan is, is very reasonable. And, and you know, I like, I love the comparison there to a, you know, to a small, um, you know, mid or small to mid-sized car, car loan, uh, you know, that you would be taking out that you have to pay back. And that is probably manageable for virtually all your graduates. But go to the macro level now and let's talk about this 1.5 trillion. What should students do? Do you think the federal government needs to step in here as many generally Democrats or leftists are, are calling for um, and, and forgive or, or forgive either all or a portion of current student loans to uh, give these young people an opportunity? I think the more the federal government gets involved, the more it's going to get screwed up. So if the federal government comes in and forgives debt, that's going to be synonymous with them stepping in and giving free tuition. That's what it's going to be. They'll call it forgiveness of debt, but it'll be commensurate with the argument for free tuition. And the more free, quote-unquote, education you give away, the more expensive it's going to be in our economic model, and it will collapse. We cannot afford it. Here's the solution. Moms and dads need to stop paying for this nonsense and close these institutions down by sending your kids someplace else. It's only then that the enterprise that is bankrupt morally and financially will correct itself. Send your kids to Hillsdale College. Send your kids to Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Send your kids to Grove City. Send your kids to Colorado Christian. Send your kids to the uh, College of the Ozarks. These are institutions that actually preach and teach good things. Send your kids to Cedarville University. These are institutions that teach what you want. They're worth the money. Don't send your money or your kids off to these morally bankrupt institutions that are going to take your cash and take your kid's soul and crush it. I'm so glad to hear you uh, list one particular uh, college in that list because my uh, senior daughter just committed to uh, Hillsdale on an academic scholarship this this week, so <laughs> she's uh, she's on her way to uh, to to doing it the right way. Uh, and I'm so glad to hear you say that, Doctor. Now let's talk about 
a different sort of financial matter as it pertains to higher education. Of course, uh, the whole country is watching this uh, this um, uh, uh, sting uh, play out uh, on uh, the scam of college admissions. Um, how widespread do you think this is? How long has it been going on where we are seeing parents who are of means writing big checks to sometimes coaches to say, hey, pretend my kid is on your soccer team or on your crew team or whatever the case might be. Uh, just get her in uh, to your to your student body. And, 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 you know, it's so funny about this scandal. You know, we focus all on the celebrities here like Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and so on and so forth. Lori Laughlin's daughter is livid. She told her mother she didn't even want to go to college. She's on video saying, uh, yeah, I plan to go to the parties and the football games college i don't know i'll talk to the deans and see what i can do but i don't really have any interest in the classes and yet you know mom took the the the, the place in the freshman class away from a worthy dedicated student who could have had that at a very uh you know hard to get into school like usc took it from her and said you're going anyway and bought their way in how widespread do you think this is how long has it been going on oh i'm not surprised you know i I'm going to make some parents mad at me right now, probably that are listening to your show. So forgive me, but I think a lot of the culture's problems, <laughs> a lot of the cultural problems we're facing right now, it's on the parents. It's on the parents. The daycare mentality, the helicopter mentality of our current culture. When I confronted my university students and said, "My land, this is a university. It's not a daycare." Yes, I was confronting my students, but I'm also confronting the parents. This is on the parents. And I always believe that when you find one of these problems, like this uh, story that you just referred to, it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more there. And the reason I would argue that there logically and probably and inevitably is more there is because of the helicopter parenting mentality of our culture where we coddle our kids, we've got to give them a trophy, we've got to buy their way to success, and we're hell-bent on pushing them forward as our precious little progeny, our princes and our princesses, and we're going to make sure that they shine and they prance and they preen, and we're going to take care of them. And heaven forbid that anybody ever confront their character and actually demand that they grow up. And if they ever do get challenged for misbehaving, we're going to step in and criticize the dean and criticize those that are disciplining them rather than calling our own children to account. That's what's going on right now. This is all on the parents, and is there more of it? Absolutely. And it's not just at the college level. It's at the kindergarten level. It's in the youth group at your, at your local church. It's in our culture. It's pervasive. It's on the parents. Dr. Everett Piper, president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Doctor, can you hang on through our traffic here for just a couple more quick questions? Sure can. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. We'll come right back with uh, Dr. Piper after this on AM 1420. All right, just three minutes left with our guest, Dr. Everett Piper, the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, best-selling author of Not a Daycare. Uh, that book is becoming more and more relevant every day with uh, some of the stories we're hearing uh, coming out of college campuses. But, Dr. Piper, I want to pivot away from that now to a tweet that you uh, uh, sent yesterday, I guess it was yesterday, uh, talking about um, 
Vimeo. And, uh, and you know, we, we all know that there are organizations, and perhaps this is one of them, that just um, is, um, is hell-bent, if you can pardon that expression, on trying to trample on morality and trample on Christian uh, beliefs and, uh, you know, some of the fundamental doctrine uh, that we hold dear. And specifically, in fact, I'll let you tell the story about what they have removed from uh, from their uh, from the uh, 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 library of those who who use Vimeo. Fairview uh, Baptist Church in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, sponsored a conference a couple weeks ago, and at that conference, they actually uh, spoke to the issue of homosexuality, and they had. Uh, um, a former homosexual by the name of Stephen Black, tell his story about how he's been redeemed, how he's born again, how he's a new creation in Christ, and how he is not defined by his libido, but he's defined by his Lord, and that he no longer, no longer identifies, quote-unquote, the language of the day as a homosexual. All right? Vimeo, because they had that message at that church, Fairview Baptist Church, took Fairview off. They banned them. So basically this. So they canceled their channel, basically. For the, for those who don't know, Dr. Piper, just to clear clear this up for those sure, who don't know, sure. Vimeo is like YouTube. Vimeo is like a video sharing site like YouTube, where people post whatever they want. Sometimes organizations like Fairview uh, Baptist Church will will have their own channel and will post inspirational videos, or you know, some do it for entertainment, some do it for their businesses, and so on and so forth. So Vimeo is a uh, video sharing site, and they took Fairview's account down because of this. They actually sent them a letter that was very explicit and said the reason they took them down was because of their views on homosexuality and the fact that they had this conference. So it's not even, there's no debate here. The reason that this Baptist church was taken down is because they preached the gospel. They preached redemption. They preached confession. They preached that you can be born again and become a new creation in Christ and not be identified by your sin, but by your Savior, and that your appetites don't define you, that your relationship with God does, that you're the Imago Dei, made in the image of God, and that you're not the Imago Dog. You don't have to follow your every appetite instinct. That is not what a human being is. And because they preached that from the pulpit, Vimeo banned them from their network. They silenced them. The link that you sent yesterday included, or that you tweeted... CE. It appears your account had a series of live stream p- streams promoting these views. So literally, if someone feels as though they're not happy with the life they're leading, as you pointed out, they're being driven by, I love how you phrase this too, their libido rather than their Lord, and they choose to embrace uh, that change in their lives, you can't support that. If you support that, we will silence you, is what they are saying. Absolutely. And they are silencing those people who speak from that experience. Stephen Black has lived a homosexual life, and he says that he no longer wants to, desires to, and he's not defined by it. There are hundreds, there are thousands of people in the United States who say the same thing. They're being ignored. They're being ostracized. They're being banned. Their voice is being silenced because Vimeo doesn't like it. Simply amazing, and I wonder if uh, Vimeo would allow him to have his own site up there in which he is not talking about anyone else but himself. These are my experiences. Would he be welcome on a site like that, I wonder, Uh, Mr. Uh, Black? The answer is no. No. 
answer is no. That is that is that is unbelievable. Well, no, it's not. It's this is 2019, and this is the uh, censorship of of all things Christian and all things moral and all things uh, that we uh, that we would stand for. Doctor Piper, I'm glad you made us aware of that. I retweeted the story. It's from LifeSite News as well. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at France Radio F R A N T Z Radio, and you'll find that story there. You can also find it directly from Doctor Piper, who is at Doctor Everett Piper on Twitter as well. Doctor, thank you for a very informative visit today. We always appreciate your time. All right, blessings. Take care. Thank you, sir. 10.32, we're a little late. That's okay. We'll come right back on AM 1420. For joining us, I want to remind you, and I want to thank you to the businesses who have already joined in the cause to try to help Feed the starving, clothe the naked, uh, provide medicine for the sick uh, in uh, the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere. The uh, people of Haiti continue to suffer terrible, terrible fates. Uh, First, they had that horrendous earthquake, of course, in 2010, which took years to try to uh, overcome, and they're still not completely cut off, or excuse me, uh, uh, not come back from that. And now they find so many of their resources, life-giving and life-saving resources, like food, medicine, and clean drinking water, cut off by violent street protests and other problems. Food for the poor is on the ground. One of the very few that are working to help them. And you are helping Food for the Poor. I'm so happy that so many people are taking advantage of the business benefactor program that we are offering you. If you are a business owner, listen carefully. We will give you $1,000 of free advertising right here on AM 1420, The Answer, if you will just donate 500 tax-deductible dollars to Food for the Poor. We get nothing out of it. The people of Haiti get life-saving resources. You get free advertising. We are just the conduit because we want to try to help. That's exactly what we see as our mission, and you can be a part of that. If you're a business owner, $500 is a drop in your marketing budget. Send those $500 instead of to us, to the Food for the Poor uh, organizers who are helping to feed these people, then we will give you $1,000. Double your investment. First, it's tax deductible, your 500, and then we'll give you double that back in free commercials on AM 1420, The Answer. If you want to be a part of this, be a business benefactor like others have started doing, please click our banner ad on Food for the Poor, for Food for the Poor, at whkradio.com or call 844-868-4673. 844-868-4673. Donate to Food for the Poor and grow your business for free at the very same time. Please help this important cause all right uh i want to uh go back to the phones now and i want to say hello to uh matt bellis you know matt uh is with liberty health share i have talked on a couple of different occasions uh to people who are uh have questions about health care you know there are a lot of issues in health care today uh still of course obamacare continues to reign supreme prices have gone up premiums have gone up deductibles have gone up um Co-pays have gone up, and uh, a lot of people are still looking for help in that regard. Liberty HealthShare uh, is is a, is a potential answer for you to the problems of health insurance uh, by providing uh, sharing accounts instead. And I've talked to Dale Bellis a few different times with uh, Liberty HealthShare. Now Matt Bellis, who is the communications director for Liberty HealthShare, is with us. Hi, Matt. How are you, sir? Well, thanks for having me. 
Pleasure to have you. Appreciate you coming on. You know, I just kind of, you know, we've uh, in the news these days, the president is still, uh, you know, he's drawing some condemnation from some for his critical remarks about Senator John McCain because John McCain cast a vote that stopped the repeal of Obamacare. And it just kind of shines a spotlight on the ongoing problems of people finding quality, affordable health insurance. And I know that's uh, what Liberty Health Share is all about, is providing people with, a, with an alternative to that. What can you tell us about? Well, Liberty HealthShare is a 501c3 nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry. Uh, it's a fancy way to say we're a group of like-minded men and women who have gathered together to share in each other's medical expenses. Frankly, it's no different than if you were to go to church on Sunday, raise your hand and say, hey, everybody, I uh, broke my arm. Go will give me some help here. And people come up and just give you money. <laughs> That's basically what we've done. But We've uh, made it uh, a simpler, uh, more effective, more efficient system to uh, operate within, and it really does answer the problem to what you're talking about in terms of of high-dollar, high-cost, high-bureaucratic medicine. This is a system that really does put the power back in the hands of the patient. It really restores the patient-doctor relationship, and it does it within a community of people who are committed to one another in times of unaffordability and unexpected illness or uh, or incident. You know, Matt, that's a great analogy, the way you described it. But I know what some people have, because people have asked me in the previous conversations I've had uh, uh, with Liberty HealthShare, uh, and, and they've said, yeah, but how do I know people will pay? People will say, how do I know people have the, enough money in their accounts to be able to send me their dollars to take care of whatever my needs are? In your example, what if uh, the guy in the church breaks his arm and everybody says, you know, they stand up and they pull their pockets out and they say, look, I got nothing. I would if I could. I just don't have anything. So what, what assurances do people have that they'll get the assistance they need? Well, it happens on a, actually a very systematic uh, system. It's not uh, a, a system where people may or may not uh, uh, help you in your health care bills if, you're, uh, if they don't like you enough <laughs> or, or they don't have the money or anything like that. No, we've all committed to every single month pay what's called our share amount. And Liberty Healthcare is there to light up all of the needs and all of the share amounts and make sure those medical bills are then paid for and taken care of. So it's a very predictable, very easy system to be a part of. You don't have to worry about uh, sending uh, uh, your sob story to get people to uh, to send you money. Uh, it, it's not like a system where you just have to hope and pray somebody helps you pay your medical bills. Liberty HealthCare is there to aggregate those relationships and make sure those bills are paid. So uh, you know when when people you know people talk about this. Um you know, in comparison to premiums, you know, everybody in a, in a regular traditional health insurance plan, they have to pay premiums. So the health share amount is kind of akin in this ministry, kind of akin to a premium where you do have to continue to pay your share to the pool or to the pot or whatever you want to call it. Do you then get to decide, you know, whereas when you pay for a premium, you're paying for yourself. Do you get to decide where your dollars go and to whom um, you would like to, to provide them for assistance? Or is that something, how, how is that decided? Well, that's actually something Liberty HealthShare takes care of. Because if we left it up to, uh, to, to the individual members, 
you never know if somebody's going to forget or not send money to the right place. We don't want to overpay or underpay. We want to make sure that everybody's taken care of within the community. And so we are letting you know as a member where your share amount is directed to for that month. Uh, this month you may be paying for Mrs. Potter's <laughs> broken leg, and, and next month you're paying for Mr. Smith's uh, uh, spinal surgery. You know, uh, we are there to ensure that those medical bills are paid because we don't want that uh, that uneasy feeling of of uh, our members wondering or not whether somebody's going to help pay for their medical bills. So it's a very simple system. Members, singles pay two ninety nine per month. Couples three ninety nine per month. Families of three or more five twenty nine per month, and we direct where those money are go- where that money is going uh, based on negotiation and uh, trying to get those prices down as low as possible. Matt, what you just said in your example of uh, uh, a broken leg versus a spinal surgery kind of uh, shines a spotlight on another big question. We're talking to Matt Bellis. If you just turned the radio on, Matt is the communications director for Liberty Health Share, and we're talking about finding ways to get your health care needs met uh, without traditional health insurance. And this is a health share ministry. So, so you know, a broken leg is a pretty set cost as far as what that would uh, would require. Spinal surgery is a different thing. It's obviously much more expensive. It can lead to a lot more complications, need a lot more care. Uh, and obviously somebody comes down with a life-threatening disease, cancer or, or diabetes or things of that nature that are going to require a lot more medical um, um, uh, assistance than perhaps, you know, uh, what, what, what one might expect, you know, Liberty HealthShare to be able to pay for. So are there limitations in terms of how much care uh, that the HealthShare will provide? Well, for our most comprehensive program, for every incident that you have, uh, Liberty HealthShare shares in 100% of the eligible medical needs up to a million dollars per incident. So on Monday, you get a broken arm, you have a million dollars for that incident. On Tuesday, you need spinal surgery, you have a million dollars for that incident. Wednesday, you get cancer and you need some, uh, some help for that. That's another million dollars for that incident. Um, on Thursday, you might want to start thinking about your life choices because you're obviously rather accident-prone. Um, but <laughs> you have the availability of the whole organization and the whole uh, community behind you. We've worked out those numbers. We know what that means. We watch those costs on a regular basis. Uh, if somebody comes down with cancer, doesn't scare us as a community to be able to pay for it, primarily also because we unleash powers within uh, the medical uh, uh, industry to get the price as low as possible. Uh, some people think that things like a quadruple bypass heart surgery would be possibly one of the worst things to have to undergo in terms of what the cost would be. And we've actually seen those types of procedures uh, marked down 50, 60, 70, sometimes 80% less than what the bill charges are. So it really is uh, a system that we are able to be a part of as a community because we're seeking the lowest cost for the highest care. Matt Bellis is our guest from Liberty Health Care. Matt, one of the other questions I've had people ask me about in previous, after previous conversations on the air with, uh, with, uh, uh, Liberty Health Share is about what, what, 
everybody in the country is concerned about with respect to health care, and that is pre-existing conditions. We know that, you know, that's been a big problem. How do health insurance companies, um, how are they expected to pay for things when people want to buy a policy when they already have a condition? It's uh, it's essentially saying, hey, I'm sick. I haven't paid into this, but uh, I'll pay now uh, my premiums. You cover all of my bills. Um, how are pre-existing conditions dealt with in, in your ministry? We absolutely accept people who have pre-existing conditions. Um, there are a number of ways uh, that we handle pre-existing conditions, and every single one of them uh, is very uh, very specific to the person who has them. So if you have a pre-existing condition or you feel like you may have a pre-existing condition, uh, come talk to us. Uh, we'll go through what you uh, what your uh, particular issue might be. We'll work with you on that. But there is one way, though, that we take care of pre-existing conditions that we're, frankly, a little proud of, uh, and we call that our health track program. If you have a, a pre-existing condition that is responsive to lifestyle change, so what do I mean by that? Well, uh, type 2 diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, heart disease, smoking, obesity even, uh, if you're coming to us with that, we then sign you up with our health track program, and with that, you get a health coach. And you meet with that health coach on a regular basis and set some predetermined self-set goals that whenever you reach those goals, you then graduate from health track, and then you retain your Liberty Health Share membership. And again, that's just one of the ways that we're seeing uh, pre-existing conditions handled, and we're seeing significant life change happen within our health track program. And frankly, we couldn't be uh, more proud of that because we're seeing some people's lives just absolutely uh, change for the better. I am seeing a lot of people deal with this problem. Last thing before you go, Matt, and I really appreciate you coming on because I think this helps a lot of people. In fact, I know it helps a lot of people because they reach out to me every time I talk to you guys. Um, there are some people who work as public employees for cities, counties, states, federal government, whatever, um, whose uh, current health care plans, their health insurance plans, are going to change once they retire. Uh, people, in fact, I know one county, um, the the folks that are currently covered, you know, where the employee is covered for herself and her family, including her spouse, that once the uh, retirement kicks in, uh, they're kicking the spouse off the coverage. It's only going to cover the employee, the retired employee. And so now you got a spouse who's like, well, now i got to take out a separate insurance plan, and it's going to be a plan uh, that I'm going to have to have a physical taken of me at age 60, perhaps, or or, or, or older, or whatever the case might be. I may not be in the best health I was when I got my first coverage when I was 25. Uh, and that's a real, that's a real tough thing for a lot of people. I've heard this story more than once from callers and listeners. Is Liberty Health Share an option for somebody like that? That if they get booted off of their health care plan in retirement years, you know, again, they're, they're advanced in age and they may not be in the best health they were in before. Is Liberty Health Share an option for them? Well, a lot of times we actually have folks who are a part of both, uh, Medicare and Liberty Health Share. Um, it's not a problem for us. We want our members to be as health conscious as possible. Not necessarily have to be healthy, but health mm-hmm. conscious. They care sure. about their health. They're they're watching what they eat. They uh, get up off the couch every now and then. Uh, but our our members who have both, even Medicare and Liberty Health Share, we work with that. We let Medicare take care of as much as possible, uh, and then whatever incident happens to be 
and it's an eligible expense, we will share in that as well. So it's not a problem for us. We welcome people who are looking for a different way of taking care of their health care, even if they're in a position that's a little bit tough. We just want to make sure that people understand fully what it is and who we are before they sign up for Liberty Health Share, because it does take a different uh, set of mentality. Uh, there's much more responsibility when it comes to being a part of Liberty Health Share, but that also gives you a greater amount of freedom. And that's really what we, uh, we look for uh, when it comes to people who are ready to be a part of Liberty Health Share, people who want that freedom within health care, but are ready to take responsibility for their health, ask doctors the questions, ask what the price is, see if that's the best place to go for the surgery or the treatment. And it's those kinds of folks who really do well within Liberty Health Share. Healthcare coverage continues to be an extraordinarily important issue. In fact, it might have been the defining issue of the just uh, completed uh, 2018 midterm elections this past November. So it is certainly something that I know people care about. I'm glad you've come on to kind of explain this to people. Matt, how do people get in touch with you and uh, with Liberty HealthShare if this is something they want to explore? Just go to libertyhealthshare.org, libertyhealthshare.org. They can also give us a call at 855-58-LIBERTY, 855-585-4237, or again, libertyhealthshare.org. Matt Bellis, Liberty Health Share uh, Communications Director. Matt, thanks for sharing the information about your ministry. I hope a lot of people continue to get help from this organization. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you, sir. That's Matt Bellis from Liberty Health Share. Let me get a time out. I want to come back, try to squeeze in a call or two before we are done at the top of the hour right here on AM 1420. The- All right, final segment of the Bob Branch Authority for this Thursday morning. I want to uh, share something with you. First, it's a follow-up. I'm talking about going to the movies. Uh, a follow-up on a conversation that I had with Abby Johnson, who is um, extraordinarily well-known right now, her story, as a former Planned Parenthood clinic director who oversaw thousands of abortions until she was asked to come back and watch one of them on uh, on an ultrasound screen and actually saw uh, the procedure from the uh, from the inside if you will and it changed her life she immediately resigned and became one of the country's most outspoken anti-abortion activists her new movie comes out in 8 days i talked to her a couple of weeks ago you may have forgotten about it the movie is called Unplanned. You're going to want to go and see Unplanned on March 29th when it premieres. I am going to go as soon as I can. And it's what made me think of that is another movie that is coming out just a week later on April 5th that I think is also very, very timely as we continue to deal with race relations in 2019. A look back at race relations in 1971. It's called The Best of Enemies. It's coming out on April 5th. And... um it's just a great story that I think we can learn a lot from today. As you know, so many, in my opinion, on the left continue to foster racial division in this country in 2019. We don't have to accept it. We don't have to accept that that you know that black and white cannot come together in a in a very very beautiful way. And a great example of this is in this movie. This movie is about uh, the desegregation of schools ordered by courts in 1971 in Durham, North Carolina. So we're talking about the South. And um, when when a judge orders the, the schools to, to be desegregated, and a civil rights activist, a black woman named Ann Atwater, uh, says, let's get this done. I'm bringing my, uh, my daughter into this all-white school. Uh, she's played, by the way, by uh, um, uh, Taraji P. Henson, who is wonderful. 
um, she encounters a Klan leader uh, played by Sam Rockwell, uh, whose name is uh, C.P. Ellis, and he's the hell you are. You're not bringing that. You're you're not bringing your black kid into this white school. But they had two weeks to figure it out because the court had ordered it. So they had to come together and have a summit and figure this thing out about how they're going to do this without somebody harming somebody else. And back then, I mean, let's be honest, that could mean any number of things. And what develops is an unbelievable, heartfelt story where these two very different people, one black civil rights activist, one white Klansman, a leader of a racist organization, somehow realize they have a lot more in common than they do uh, that kept them apart. And it's a story of redemption. It's a story of development and evolution, particularly in the heart of C.P. Ellis, in an understanding. And, and, and the friendship that the two of them developed in 1971 has endured through the premiere of this movie, by the way, which is, again, coming up on April 5th. It's called The Best of Enemies. I would highly recommend that you see that and see if you can apply any of the lessons that we can learn from that in 1971 to some of the issues that we face that continue to be fostered by some very negative people in 2019. I just think it would be a great idea. All right, that's all the time we've got. Thanks for being a part of the program today. A reminder, don't forget if you're a business owner, call 844-868-4673 or click the banner ad on Food for the Poor at whkradio.com. Become a business benefactor. Give $500 to Food for the Poor, and we'll give you $1,000 in free advertising on AM 1420, The Answer. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.